This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Claire Bonnyman. And I'm Min Dariwal. And welcome to The Loop. It's officially time to make the season kind. Every year here at CBC Edmonton, we raise money for the Edmonton Food Bank. It's our way of, you know, giving back during the holiday season, and we need help to meet our goal of $500,000. And we get that help. We do. We really do. I mean, last year Big we raised time. over a million, um, which yeah. is a huge testament that to the city. Amazing. It was incredible. But truthfully, I think this is one of my favorite times of year at the station, I think. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is, especially going out and meeting some, some of the Edmontonians who have been doing so mm-hmm. much, um, you know, raising uh, money and, uh, you know, helping people who need it. Definitely. And we are going to be sharing a lot of those stories um, for the next week until December 16th. And we also have events to help mm-hmm. you get involved and to help us make the season kind. Um, but one of the most exciting parts is the kindness contest. Min, are you ready for this? I'm ready. You can't win, but I'm going <laughs> right. to pretend that you of can. Course. Um, we're giving away daily prizes on all of our shows. So Edmonton AM, Radioactive, The News at Six, and of course on CBC Edmonton's Instagram. Nice. There's two grand prizes, including a massive turkey dinner cool. and a downtown escape at the West Inn. And the way to enter is so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you to tell us how you or someone else made this year more kind. Tell us a story about how you showed or received an act of kindness on the website, cbc.ca slash bekindyeg. And I mean, kind of, that can mean a whole bunch of things, right? Um, yeah. Picking up groceries for a neighbor in need, surprising someone you love with a long overdue call, you know, big or small. We really Absolutely. do want to hear it. Min, do you have anything that comes to mind? Yeah. I mean, uh, my neighbor put salt on my sidewalk this week. So hey. that was the kindest thing he's done in uh, many, many a week. Honestly, might have saved your life. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did because <laughs> I went to put the garbage out uh, today and uh, it was slippery. So yeah. yeah, holding a door open, smiling at somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. it, kindness doesn't have to be, you know, something that takes up a lot of your time or effort. Yeah. It can be simple. Exactly. And to get you inspired, this week on the show, we are sharing stories of kindness from across the city. Uh, my name is Afia Rahmani. I'm 18 years old and I'm the founder and events coordinator for United for Yeg. My name is Fatima Shifa. I'm 17 years old and I'm the social media coordinator and volunteer driver for United for Yeg. Um, we run various donation drives with different organizations around the city. Uh, for example, we run a few different uh, food drives with the food bank, uh, with the Edmonton Food Bank. We've also done a bottle drive for Islamic Relief Canada for Palestine and we've also run a school supply drive um, with for in support of EPSB. So we basically run doorstep drives for like food and different things so whenever we run them we post about it on our social media platforms and then we go pick up when people contact us. This basically began in the midst of the pandemic so basically I was motivated because I started to see that there was a lot of hardships that people fell under and uh, the pandemic was keeping all of us isolated in our homes and like away from meeting people so this organization for not just me but my entire group and the entire community of Edmonton it brings us together and it shows that we are united still despite a pandemic over top of us. 
It reminds me that um, I should be grateful for what I have and also by giving back it makes me feel a sense of happiness by seeing other people happy, by helping them out and by just giving back, giving back it motivates us to really like actually continue doing our work and continue participating in these charitable acts. It kind of uh, keeps us centered and grounded like it makes us uh, realize that we shouldn't take what we have for granted. We understand that sometimes people feel like there's no one, no one around, but we want to show with our work that there is always someone there to help out. I think it's fair to say a lot of people want to help, but helping can look like different things for, for different mm -hmm. folks. You know, you can volunteer time, you can donate money, maybe you have a service or expertise you can offer, or even just a platform that you're willing to share. Um, but Min, you've been exploring a bunch of stories of kindness and do-gooders across the city. Yeah. So tell me what's up with do socks. Do-gooders. <laughs> I like it. Yes, socks. Can you believe that? Kevin Medina and his network of family and friends have been helping uh, keep clean, dry socks on the feet of homeless people in our city. And uh, you know, you, in this business, you think you've heard about these stories or or whatnot. Yeah. But this happened for five years, and this is the first I, I've heard of it. It's so awesome. uh, it is awesome. So um, you know, I'm not just talking a couple of socks. I'm talking about thousands of pairs of socks. That's and a lot of socks. They're all been they've all been bought or donated to the Bissell Center thanks to the generosity of. So many every year right before Christmas. And uh, as I mentioned, this whole thing started five years ago. We were actually at Starbucks. It was a, a fall day, so it was a little cool. And we were sitting on the patio um, enjoying our coffee. And uh, a, a person went by driving a, or pushing a shopping cart with all of their worldly possessions in it. And as a group, we were discussing how we could help that person. So do we buy them uh, coffee? Do we buy them some lunch? Or what would have the most impact that would give that person a better quality of life? So we came up with, we should get some socks for lots of people. So in the beginning, our first year doing it, we were able to raise enough money to buy 300 pairs of socks. And that was pretty cool. It went, uh, went well, dropped them off at the Bissell Center and, and uh, we decided to call it Socket Initially, it was socket to winter, but then we thought, let's socket to Edmonton. And then uh, had to change the name of it to socket to YEG because it would trend better on social media. Socket to YEG. Yeah, absolutely. Great, uh, catchy phrase and great name. And so, um, as you heard him talk about some of the numbers, started out with 300 pairs and then it just grew exponentially. Then, you know, 1,300, 4,300. And next thing you know, this year, they're thinking that it might reach over 16,000 pairs of socks. Yeah, it is amazing. And so the Bissell uh, uses a lot of those socks. They have uh, other satellite, um, um, you know, people that do the same kind of work. And so they just spread, share the wealth, right? Warm and fuzzy from the ground up. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is great. It's great to see um, th this initiative just kind of gain momentum year after year. Yeah. Yeah, and they also get cash donations. And so far this year, they've raised uh, $6,000 and they'll keep collecting until the 15th of December. So all that money helps buy thousands of more new clean socks. And in many instances, they don't have access to laundry services. So they might be putting a sock over top of a sock or a sock simply wears out. So the replacement of those socks is important. The money does come from all over. I've got friends in lots of different places and they send it, even though the, uh, the intention is to provide socks for people in need in Edmonton. Uh, I've got people in Toronto, people in Calgary, uh, people in um, California. It's really kind of neat how, 
yes, of course, they follow me on Facebook and stuff, so they see the need. Um, a dream for this program would be Socket to Canada. And if this could get organized in different cities throughout Canada, it would be a great thing to do between the end of November and the beginning of, uh, uh, or mid-December. It'd be a great program. I like it because it's such a simple idea, right? Yeah. Just warm socks, a basic that everyone needs, and just making sure that people have it. Absolutely. And I, I think over the years, I, I know even, you know, we work right beside a winner's, and I know people have gone in there and bought, like, all the socks yeah. because they're donating to different causes because I'm sure there's more than just Kevin who's doing this. My name is Don Dombrowski. This is uh, year five for us now putting up lights. Started out with just a deer in a sleigh and a light projector. Now it's morphed into this 57,000 plus lights we have out here. If you don't have a passion for it, I guess it doesn't get to this level. You know, and it's great for the neighborhood at large too. Like even the last couple of years, even this year, I noticed like more people are putting more things out. And it doesn't matter if you have two strings or five or ten, right? It's just all about the, the spirit of the season, you know, and it's a good thing. You know, I get a lot of people that are 50 years old that turn into seven-year-old kids and people stand here and cry. I renewed their faith in Christmas and people that come and they were depressed that day and left smiling. I mean, I'm pretty well feel good when they leave. God, what a wonder, what a work of ours. Thank you. We have a whole lot of fun doing it. I'm the first one that gets to see them lit up. (laughs) (laughs) In stages, no less. Oh, I love that, yes. I love everything. Any addiction, like part of that the recovery process, is finding something else to do with your time. Because, you know, addiction, at, by large, you know, eats up a lot of your time regardless, right? So this fills a big void, you know, and helps me give back, which is all part of that process too, right? Well, the, the giving back part is, you know, when I'm not doing this and I have the time, I actually counsel other people with the, you know, a gambling disorder, right? So that's part of the giving back, uh, helping the food bank. You know, that's another part of it too, right? Uh, There's so many people uh, with, with so many different addictions. Yours happen to be gambling. Maybe, maybe a, a new person almost now. Well, yeah, there's absolutely no comparison from then till now. With that process, you learn a lot of different things about yourself and a lot of different aspects to improve yourself. You know, and I've come out the other side of that being probably better than I was before I even started gambling. You know, with empathy and understanding and compassion and... All those things that you, you know, undertake when you're going through that transformation, which is good. I mean, if you ever needed light, you know, in your day, this is one of those years, right? There are a lot of initiatives this time of year that are focused on helping our neighbours in need in the city, making sure all Edmontonians have access or support, um, even if that just means a warm toque. And oftentimes those initiatives start when they come across someone who needs a helping hand and it just kind of snowballs from there. Jen Hamill is one of those people. She has a community of runners. She's the race director and founder slash event coordinator for the Warm Hands, Warm Hearts Run. Every year on the third week of November, runners collect and distribute warm winter items like mittens, toques, and socks. They put them in backpacks and they run around the inner city, which says they're a lot braver than I am, handing them out to anyone who might need them. And it all started seven years ago and 3,600 backpacks later, they are still going strong. And Min, you actually caught up with Jen earlier this week. But did you actually catch her? Like, were you running? <laughs> I literally, literally had to because she ran to the location where we were going to do the interview. So I, I drove, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is great. And we met up just outside the Bissell Center. And uh, then I headed out with her while she did this. And, you know, it really was an eye-opener. I think it was about minus 15 that day, maybe a little colder, very chilly. 
And uh, yet there, there we were in the middle of the day going up to different tents and Jen was handing out these gift cards, right? Um, coffee cards that uh, she buys with some of the money that gets donated. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, this project basically started while Jen was out on a run. She met a guy named Jesse. He was sleeping rough. And he, she saw him warming his hands uh, over, you know, on a building exhaust, and and she knew he needed warm gloves. That was kind of, you know, what kicked this all off. Yeah. And um, today they accept donations of warm weather stuff, but also cash. You know, she, she then takes that money and buys gloves, toques, backpacks, coffee cards, and we're we're talking hundreds and hundreds of these items, right? Yeah. And. Um, so when, when I was following her going around from tent to tent, she, she went to one tent, which actually had a fire going on inside it. And I don't know if, I mean, I, I was being a bit naive. You drive by some of these tents. If you drive through the inner city, you see them all the time. I just thought, you know, maybe during the evening or night, that's when people use them. But during the day, people are kind of hunkered down inside yeah. there, just trying to kind of stay warm and stay out of the elements, right? So uh, she ran into a number of different people, you know, asked them if they need cards, reached in, gave gave them a card. She, she went to one tent, which had a man, a woman, a couple of kids inside, so potentially a small family of four. Um, either way, everyone she met during that half hour or so, I was with her, took a card, and was so appreciative. Hey, I hear you got some good tunes happening. Could you use a $5 coffee card, my friend? Is there just one of you in there? Two. Two? Can you rap like Snoop? <laughs> there you go. Stay warm, okay? Hey, did you get some lunch? Yeah? Can I, can I give you a $5 coffee card for another time so you can get yourself sure, some lunch? Sure, okay. thank you. Thank yeah? you You're very thank welcome. You. You're welcome. Have a good day, okay? Anyone home? Hey, oh, I see you got a little fire going there. You better be careful. Is there just one of you in there, honey? Uh, two. Two? Yeah. I got a couple of $5 coffee cards, okay? So when you're out wandering around, here, I'm just going to reach my hand in there for you, okay? You can go get yourself something warm to drink. All right, you be careful with that fire in there, all right? You need to breathe clean air too. Yeah, stay warm. So honestly, Claire, I mean, it was such a heartwarming way to spend just even that 15, 20 minutes that we went from tent to tent. And um, Jen, as you can hear, is full of compassion and empathy. And this initiative, you know, really is close to her heart. We're not trying to give a hand out. We're trying to give a hand up, right? We're people helping other people. And that's the, the main point that I want to get across to everyone is that we're all one job loss, you know, a spouse passing away, an illness away from, you know, being in a similar situation. There's so many of us that are living just on the very edge. A lot of these people just had a bad turn in life. When we can, we want to give back. And I know a lot of people that have a little extra. And if we all put that little bit extra together, we can make a big difference in our city. You know, I'm not a runner. I'm, I'm, Definitely not a winter runner. Yeah. <laughs> but something like this is, um, you know what? Like, it might just inspire me to do it with my laces. My name's Megan Semenyuk. I'm the owner of Desperately Seeking Hot Sauce in Edmonton. When I started Desperately Seeking Hot Sauce, it was exciting. And the reaction that I was getting from people was cool. But, like, very quickly I realized that I was missing, like, a spark 
because I've always enjoyed like working with the community. Like when I was a server, I did fundraising and um, through my work. Um, so I reached out to the food bank when market season opened. It was the end of May going into June. What we did was we partnered up with the Edmonton Food Bank and with every bottle that we sold at every market that we were at, we donated a dollar from every bottle to the food bank. I've always enjoyed that. I, I'm not happy, I guess, if I'm not trying to make other people happy. I was raised by a single mom who worked three jobs and she still found room in our house for you know like if we had a friend that had run away or didn't have a place to stay cats dogs it was always normal for me from a very young age to want to look out for others my mom like i said she was a single parent she wasn't getting child support consistently um, and there were times that she had to use the food bank and i know that that was really hard for her to have to do she felt like she was a failure for doing it but i've told her over and over again like my memories are like having yop in the fridge and having you know like white bread and mayonnaise like that was really exciting like not one time did I wonder why she came home with this box of food but as we've all grown up and we've been able to explain to her like how amazing she did I think she takes more pride in it and she also is comfortable with me talking about it because she wants other people to know that it's okay to need help me making sure that people are taking care of and helping the community like that is a really it's a yeah it is it's ingrained in me if I can afford a Starbucks coffee I can afford you know to drop a couple dollars here and there to help other people too So last week on The Loop, uh, the gauntlet was dropped. <laughs> Min and I took on the daunting challenge of making Christmas cookies and a dunkable beverage. Mm. Um, now, CBC Edmonton journalist and baking expert, Liam Harrop, you're here to declare <coughs> me the winner of this competition. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> Over, um, overconfident baker. But Li- Liam, remind us, what what were we hoping to make here? What were the rules? So just because it's Christmas and when a lot of people at the time of year when a lot of people do baking Mm -hmm. um what is uh the ultimate christmas cookie that also goes well when you dip it into a hot beverage Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) straightforward but a little tricky yeah nice little twist to it but we will we did both reach out for help um i drafted my friend oh was that not allowed no no i'm just (laughs) like oh i'm interested oh yes i drafted (laughs) my friend lauren who's a much better baker than i and her dog ernie who was Obviously super helpful. Uh, Min, you also drafted in a sous chef. Yes. I voluntold. I voluntold <laughs> my sous chef, my son, Justin. So, because he's taken grade seven foods, re- mm-hmm. resident expert. Definitely knows more than I actually kind of helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's hear a little bit of how that went. Okay. So I need seven milliliters of vanilla extract. Okay, one and a half teaspoons. I'll just use one and a half teaspoons. Or does that have... Oops. Oh my god, that almost landed on the eggs. <laughs> so we got flour, cinnamon, sugar, and a dog. Oh, you can put them in the cookies. You bake, right? Audio. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry. So. Okay, be honest. How do you feel about my baking abilities? They're good. Wow. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> you want to be my Sue Baker? Sue Chef. Sue Chef. Would you just like straight up bake? 
Okay, why don't you put one egg down? Yeah, I'll put one egg. Eat, and put one in at a time. Okay. Looks like snot. <laughs> Dude. I'm trying to win a competition here. You can bake. Claire, you can't do that though. You just can't. That's not, no, 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 no. Okay. No. Okay, don't make it explode. Okay, don't. That's the lowest speed. Okay. I'd feel bad, except I know Min is having help too. Oh gosh. I mean, that butter's kind of soft. Hey? Why is that wet? This butter might not be as soft as they ask for it to be. Baking soda. We got baking soda. Baking soda. Mine. Where's that baking soda name from? Baking soda. I got baking soda. Uh, stir in two cups of CME sweet chocolate chips and one cup of chopped nuts. I'm not gonna do that. Baking with one hand is harder than I remember. It's hard when there's no flour. Is there none at the bottom? No, it's just hard to get flour in such a big portion. If we're short, we'll just add extra baking soda. <laughs> nice. Well, well done. So, Liam, both dishes in front of you now. Okay. Uh, chef, uh, today I have prepared for you. <laughs> so I <laughs> No one's ever called me that before. <laughs> so I made a Mexican hot chocolate cookie with mm. marshmallow on top. Mexican hot chocolate. So it's chocolate cookie with chili powder. Wow. And then instead I know you said hot beverage, but I just heard beverage. So I made horchata. <laughs> it, it, it's <laughs> I I love it. It it doesn't have to be hot. Okay. Like that's totally fine. Like milk and cookies. Yeah. So I made homemade horchata, which is a rice based beverage. I I love it. I I haven't had hot that much. Well, I don't know if mine's actually all that good. Because uh, <laughs> I've had it. So that's hot chocolate, that white milk right there? No, it's oh. horchata, Min. Oh, horchata, sorry. <laughs> so it's a rice-based beverage. <laughs> uh, so you like soak the rice. It's condensed milk. It's cinnamon. You can buy the prepackaged stuff from like uh, Tienda Latina or like Paraiso Tropical in the city. Um, but I tried to make my own, which may or may not have turned out. Mine, mine's pretty basic. I think both <laughs> recipes for the cookie and for the telium, I bet you would have found a thousand years ago. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> because I think that's basically that's how you're going to make chocolate chip cookies. So they're just and they're that, that tea, I think. Traditional. Yeah, very traditional. Like that, <laughs> that tea has been, that tea recipe has been handed down. Ancient. Like at least three generations. A taste of and history. And so just imagine how many more generations Ugh. before that from, from the northern Part of Punjab, northwest. So, part is of this Punjab. your family's recipe for well, tea? Well, it's or? just a it's a basic. Uh, if you go to you know northwest part of India, I think that's how they make tea. Okay, okay. just part. just say yes, man. Oh, yes, like, yes. The answer is yes. Boil yes. water, put good. cardamom in there, and a bunch mm. of other spices. Okay, wow. And uh, you know mortar and pestle, you grind it up, you throw it in there, you boil it in the water, and then you add a couple of cups of milk, mm. and then you just keep boiling it and boiling it and boiling it. And, oh wow! And then you have this. I love it. I love it. I'm very excited. Okay, yeah. where do you want to start? So <laughs> I, I, need, I need to take a picture of this. And tweet it out, I will actually. be looking for how how does it look? Mm. Um, then another section like how how does it dunk? 
Oh, dunkable. So that's also out of yeah. 10 points. That and then, of course, how does it taste? Your cookie, Claire. Yeah. It looks like it's a very attractive looking cookie. Thank like, you. Yes. Um, okay. Like mother, so, like daughter. So I'm going to, I mean, I could bring it up here. I don't know if you can hear dunking on the radio. Hmm. It's very good. Like, um, it's soft. Mm-hmm. And when I dunk it, mm-hmm. I don't lose the cookie. <laughs> it doesn't, like, dissolve. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at so me. You got a little play on texture there. Flying colors, man. Mm. Oh. That's really good. That's really good. And I'll, I'm also going to try the hochata. Mm. That's really good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really good. Because, yeah, when you look at it, like, oh, it's just milk. And then you're like, oh, wow. Presentation-wise, it could have probably been better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wise. I do love looking at, because you, like, your two dishes look completely different. Right. And you have, like, your grandmother's china. Yeah. And then you have... Um, Played from the CBC cafeteria. <laughs> no, we're going to call oh. them vintage. Uh, okay. They're vintage. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to read the back of it. Yeah, uh, it's thrift Christmas themed. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to go with Mins oh, now. Yeah, I think the tea is going to probably be the game changer here. But, uh, you know, it's uh, the, uh, actually the cookies went over pretty good with the, the fam mm. yesterday. Hmm. They're a bit hard, but they're also still soft. That's the so worlds. you're getting, I'm definitely getting that difference in texture. Hmm. Because it also stands up really well to the dunking. <laughs> this is hard. They're both They're both really good. I'm going to try your, your tea yeah. here oh, yeah. by itself. Dive into that. I do really love the um, the cup. The saucer and cup, yeah. That's really good. Oh, this is, this is really good. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like they're both very different, mm-hmm. which I love. I think it is really close. Mm. However, I do think there is one. <gasps> That does edge out. I wouldn't say clear. Okay. Just edges out a little bit. Do we need a drum roll? I was going to say, like, d- d- do I announce up? the winner like should now or is the, there? Should Ready? I just stand on the podium at no, the top no. there? No, no. Drum roll with me. Ready? Okay. And I, I have to say it is yours, Claire. Oh, yes! Claire. Oh. Yours is <laughs> extremely good, men. I would say sure. the, the, only little, the only little part that Claire does beat you out at. It's first you eat with your eyes, ah, and her cookie yeah, yeah. is—it's very beautiful. Like it's just—it's very inviting. Like it not is. that your cookie no, isn't. I—I—I I, I, I agree with you. I think There's we not, both did. There wasn't did. much other option for me today other than a close second. So. <laughs> we both did. I know. But. A wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. I mean, the he's an expert, and he's enjoying them both. So this felt like an actual real competition, and you, yeah, you feel like yeah. a real judge. So this oh, is wait, great. oh, <clears throat> yeah, thank you. And of course, I am the real winner. <laughs> But there is another winner today, and that is also, Liam, why we brought you here, not just to eat our cookies. Right. Um, Shucks. But as we've been mentioning throughout the episode, until December 16th, CBC Edmonton, we're raising half a million dollars or more for the Edmonton Food Bank, and we need the whole city's help to get there. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, we have some events and some ways to give back. And Liam, you are getting up to something on Monday. I am. So uh, on Monday... I'm going to be making hot chocolate bombs on Facebook Live with wow. Nancy Carlson from uh, the news. What's what's yeah. a, what's a hot chocolate bomb? Oh, a hot chocolate bomb. They are they're very in right now. <laughs> they're pretty popular on Instagram cuz they look they look kind of fancy. Oh, okay. Uh so they're spheres of chocolate. Okay. And so they have a hard chocolate shell and inside is hot chocolate powder and marshmallows. Oh. There there's so much opportunity for creativity yeah like you can really go wherever you can make them dark chocolate milk yeah, chocolate white, white chocolate. chocolate they sound very they low are. calorie 
<laughs> um, yeah, they're not for yeah. if you're on a diet yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> this whole month is not good if you're on a diet. No, no, they're not. But no. like, they're great for like they're fun to make. And on, mm-hmm. honestly, like when you when they're done and you put them in a mug and you heat up milk, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then you pour it on top, and then they kind of melt and they kind mm-hmm. of like explode. Oh. They're a Cause, bomb because they're kind of Hence a bomb. I mean, they're not like. A huge bomb, um, but like the little marshmallows, like pop out, yeah. you know, and little stuff from the inside, like more sparkles. Some people put more sprinkles on the inside. I wouldn't and... even know how you would start putting marshmallows inside a hard chocolate well, sphere. If you want to know, Min, you yeah, can tune in on Monday. Know, just tune in on Monday, yeah. and yeah. Nancy and I are gonna make them from start to finish. That uh, actually sounds like it, it will be fun because <laughs> Nancy's are gonna turn out to be I don't know amazing. I'm, yeah, right. amazing. amazing. Yeah. They're gonna be yeah. amazing. She's great in the kitchen. But it's a busy week next week too, because so you've got that on Monday, and then Min, you're gonna be hanging out at another in-person event for Make This Season Kind, right? Yes, on uh, Wednesday the fifteenth, we will be outside because that is. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff happening leading up to the. 16th, but yeah. yeah, we'll be outside the food bank and it'll be the drive through event. So that happens from 3 to 6.30. Nice. Myself and many of my colleagues will be there. So it'll be a chance to kind of come by, say hi, make a donation and help uh, this great cause. Yeah. And, and you also don't even have to leave your house to take part at all. Even if you're just watching Liam, you can stay mm-hmm. in your pajamas. But you can also go to the site, cbc.ca slash BeKindYag to donate anytime. There's also a bunch of corporate matching days next week. So you can make your dollar count even further if you are donating. Great. And there's so many stories and guests on the shows um, over the next little bit so as many. we work to make the season kind. So my kindness is cool, huh? Yeah. Almost <laughs> as cool as my cookies. <laughs> The Loop is a weekly podcast from CBC Edmonton, and our team is Min Darwal, Leslie Goldstone, Corey Haberstock, Christina Silva, and James Evans. Our theme music is Change Your Mind by Edmonton musician John Common. And I'm Claire Bonnyman. If you want to help us make this season kind, be sure to go to cbc.ca slash BeKindYeg to find out all the info and donate to help those in need this year and enter to win prizes too until December 16th. Yes, the kindness is spreading. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's hard to believe that that is a wrap on another week here. Whew. Yeah, it goes by so fast. Thanks to uh, all of you for being so kind and listening. We really appreciate it. If you think there's something we should get into here at The Loop, let us know. We're on the airwaves every Friday, so you can listen to us. Uh, tell us what worked well, what maybe didn't work so well with a rating or a review wherever you download the show. Or if you want to and you have an idea and you want to get in touch, we have an email. The Loop at cbc.ca. Use hashtag The Loop CBC on social media, or you can reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at Min Dariwal. I'm at Naminob. And of course, tell your friends all about us and follow along on CBC Listen or your favorite podcasting app. Min. So mine settled. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Call me a winner. Okay, yeah, you're a winner. I mean, the expert yes. said he called you the winner, so I have to agree. <laughs> For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.